Hey, what's up, everybody? Francisco, FJJR, here with you. The Frank Ops Show, the worst name for a podcast ever. Doesn't make sense. My my car's new windshield wipers are the noisiest things in the world, but they actually work, so I'll just deal with it for now. And I'm here to do another game review. I'm not going to talk about any sort of personal thing or opinion. Well, this isn't my opinion of a video game, but not of, of, of things in life or anything like that. I haven't thought of any sort of subject to talk about with regards to that. Uh, with my game backlog thing, I'm trying to try. I'm trying to weed out some games that I know I'm never going to get to, especially the free-to-play stuff. Free-to-play games, but in order to beat the single-player component of these mobile games, or not mobile games, free-to-play games, well, some of them are on mobile devices and things like that, and some are on PC as well, but in order to, to get through them, you'll have to spend either a lot of time or some amount of money. And for a lot of them, I'm not willing to do either one. I'm not willing to do either one. And I've come to realize a lot of them are games that I really do not see myself playing, especially for that many hours. That many hours. It's just a, those, those games that are based like on, on card games. There's no way I'm playing those. No way I'm going to play those. Uh, uh-uh, I can't, I can't take it. I, I can't take that. I barely want to play Metal Gear Acid, which is a kind of puzzle slash card game based take on Metal Gear, and I don't really want to play it. I have it in my backlog too, but I may. Those are those will be the like the last games if I get through all of the Metal Gear Solid series. Those will be the last two that I'm going to get through. And well, actually, I. No access to Metal Gear Solid 4. The only way would be if I borrowed a PlayStation 3 and purchased the game myself. But I'm not willing to do that right now. Although I could. I could possibly find a used PS3 and have it in my collection of my game consoles. Which may happen one day. But right now I, I can't really dedicate myself to collecting video games i buy video games that's for sure and i do collect them but i'm not a hardcore collector i just collect what systems i have at the moment and then i just go from there i don't keep collecting i I just uh, i'm not like oh i need to get every single gamecube game uh, or every single wii game or ds game no i'm not i haven't been about that i just get the games that i want and then that's it and then i play them and and we go from there. Yet, yet I, yeah, the, I'm just trying to get it down. And now it's below 200, which thanks to getting rid of all those mobile and free-to-play games. Uh, there's there some that I've kept. There are some that I've kept that I do enjoy every once in a while. Like uh, Warframe. Warframe's one of them. I still have Paladins, even though that's a multiplayer game. And that's a game that's 
it doesn't really have a single player component, so I may take that one off too and just move it to a different category. That, that's it's not really a backlog thing, but it's 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 there. But I've only played it a couple of times. I've enjoyed it, but I, I don't really get into it. Warframe, the same thing. I, I really I do enjoy Warframe. It's really fun. It's a really fun game, but I just haven't gotten to it. And now that I'm playing these other games, I'm I, I find it difficult for me to get to the to that game. Uh, Ninjala is another one on the Switch, which has episodic DLC. For their single player component, but it's mainly a multiplayer game. And I've enjoyed that game too. I just haven't really gotten into it compared to Splatoon or Rocket League or Super Smash Brothers. And really the, the games that I do play that are evergreen, let's say, the games that I just keep going back to are Smash and Rocket League. It's easy to get in and play a match and either one. And, uh, yeah, my rotation of games are, are always have Smash and Rocket League in that rotation. And the rotation used to be there, but now it's, it's had to be scaled back now that I'm trying to do this, this resolution of mine to beat video games in my backlog and finally get those out of the way well this game that i'm gonna review let's finally get to it is not a game that was part of this backlog spree it is a game that i beat way way long ago it is metroid prime for the nintendo gamecube I'll be reviewing the GameCube version of the game. I do have Metroid Prime Trilogy. However, I didn't play it. <laughs> I, uh, it's also in my backlog, but it's kind of not really a backlog game because I played all three of those games that are in there. Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3. So I can't speak to the awesomeness that I know the Wii Remote was in, in improving Prime 1 and Prime 2. So I will only be reviewing the GameCube version. I've played it emulated a couple nights ago, and that's the impetus for this review. Because I forgot how much fun the game was. So to start... Metroid Prime had a bit of a history before it was released. A lot of troubles for the studio that made it. It was essentially a make-or-break video game for Retro Studios who developed the game. They had pitched some stuff to Nintendo around the Nintendo 64 to GameCube time. And Nintendo rejected some of their projects, except for the Metroid one. Now, at that time, Metroid had not seen a release on the Nintendo 64. Had one, the original on the NES. You had 
Metroid 2 on the Game Boy, and then Super Metroid, considered one of the greatest games ever made, on the Super Nintendo. So, a follow-up to that game, and especially one in 3D, put a lot of pressure on Nintendo to find someone who could who could do it justice. And I played Super Metroid. Of course, I played it after I got through the other Metroid games. Metroid Prime was the first Metroid game that I played. And I'm glad that it was because... It, it it set the standard for what to expect from the series. And it, to this day, it's still one of Nintendo's best series. With the worst of the series not even being a bad game. And now Metroid does have Federation Force, which I didn't play. But yes... Retro Studios had all the pressure in the world to make this good. They were working with a Japanese company, as Retro Studios is an American developer. So conference calls and things were in different time zones. Of course, the language barrier was there. Just all kinds of things. And, of course, you had... Nintendo's heads, especially Shigeru Miyamoto, overseeing the project. So a lot of pressure to get this game to be good. Really good. And one of their difficulties was trying to translate the 2D feel of a Metroid game, which is this isolation that you feel on a desolate planet, trying to get through it and feeding all these creatures. And and the art direction, the atmosphere of Super Metroid is what the series left on. And the only representation of Metroid in 3D was the Bren Star stage in Super Smash Brothers. Even then, it wasn't that detailed. So, at first, they were going to make a third-person shooter. However, they had troubles with that, and then they turned into a first-person perspective, which, now looking back on, makes a lot of sense, given that Samus is a character that would benefit from that style. She's a space bounty hunter. She's got a suit of armor and a helmet. And much like the Doom guy or Quake, you can translate that easily. Well, at that time, by the time by the time this game released, there was already Halo. So it only made sense to put Samus in a first-person perspective, see it from her eyes. However, it's also a drastic jump from the 2D plat- uh, platformer, 2D uh, 
exploration adventure type of game. And Metroid was never, the 2D games were never about shooting waves of enemies. It was more about the exploration aspect, finding your way through the labyrinthian planet that you're exploring. So making that into 3D was the real challenge. Because Halo had plenty of for 3D first-person shooters have already established how those games should run. GoldenEye, you had your Perfect Dark, you had Halo at that point. So but nobody had done more of a exploration type of endeavor outside of some some adventure style PC games. But for the most part, that hadn't been seen on a console. So and, and I'm I'm trying to give a nice thorough review of this game because I really, this is one of the best games I've ever played in my life. I feel, I feel it left such an impact on me and I want to do it justice by giving you the history of the development project a little bit there. Now let's, let's get into the gameplay aspect to start, just to start that, because that's really the reason why it has left such an impact on me and I haven't even gotten to the graphics or the sound either, because those are top level performances by by Retro Studios. The gameplay aspect. So yes, you're in a first person perspective. Samus's arm cannon, which is her primary means of combat, is of course on the bottom right corner of the screen, like most other first person shooters. And you see the game through her eyes, so you see what she sees on her visor. And her visor contains all of the information that you need to, to know and, and explore and, 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 and help you understand the world that you're in. And, and I'll get to the story eventually at some point, but... The the fact is, gosh darn it, man! I'm trying to organize my thoughts on this. I'm 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 going straight off the cuff here. So the visor, on the top of the visor, you have her health and things like that. On the right, you'll you'll have her her ammo with regards to her beams and her her different beams and her missiles. And on the left, you'll have different visor modes. And on bottom right, you'll see which beam you have selected. The game, going with the Nintendo GameCube controller, primary shooting button is A, jumping is the B button. Is the B button. Uh, You'll eventually get a double jump as well. And... 
the the I believe the the X button is to shoot your missiles, and the Y button is to turn into a morph ball. Yeah, Samus retains her morph ball ability, which is she curls up into a tiny ball, and you can explore that way. And that's when that's when you go into a third person perspective to explore nooks and crannies of the game. And that's one of the things they had trouble with, especially that transition. And it seems like a simple thing once you see the game running, but it's when you think about making something like that and doing it for the first time, it's not that easy. So, and with the morph ball, you move around with the, the, the analog stick and you can leave bombs by pressing the A button to drop bombs. And eventually you'll get like a speed boost and you'll be able to crawl onto certain or, or latch onto certain magnetic tracks. So there's there's different abilities and power-ups you eventually do get along your adventure. Now in first person perspective, she shoots with the A button. And if you hold down, you can charge the, the her her normal charge beam, which is one one of the key staples of her her arsenal. And on the bottom right corner, you'll have her different beams. Eventually, you'll gain different beams that you can use to you get four. You have four of them, and you, you'll. You'll be able to use to solve certain puzzles and kill certain enemies and and open certain areas. And then you have her, and you can combine them with her missiles. Eventually, she does get missiles as well and super missiles too. So lots of lots of different weaponry to play with. And then finally, she has her visors or different visor modes. So much like one would expect with the visors, she can change them uh, to fit the, the things she needs to see. So you have a normal visor mode, which is what you'll see most of the game with. You'll have her 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 scanner, which she uses in order to scan certain enemies and learn about them. You can uh, get more about the lore of the game. And you'll you'll find out information, and that's part of the the way for you to 100% the game is if you can scan all of the things in the game, at least all of the important things, and keep them in your logbook, which she does have access to when you press the when you press the start button, which is to pause the game. You can look at the different options and stuff, and they give you certain they give you options with regards to how wide her visor is. For you to see, and uh, how how the opacity, um, invert axis, that type of thing, even music. So there's that, and then you have the X-ray visor. That's another one of her visors. You have the thermal visor too. That's that's another one you eventually get. So you, those those are the different ones that you can you can play around with, play around with, and and figure out some stuff with regards to certain enemies and things. It, it's it's really cool. It's super 
super in depth and and the fact that they give you so many options and that you eventually do use all of them and you can find your way of traversing the game really was just as close as you can get to, to 2D Metroid in a 3D space. So right there and then, and Samus controls fairly well when you move around with the, the analog stick, the only hindrance with this game is because they, they had to map the beams to the C, the C stick, which is how you flip those, and the D-pad is how you flip through the visors, but because the C-stick was utilized for flipping through the different beams, it meant that Samus didn't have the traditional dual analog stick controls of normal console first-person shooters, which normally is you, you move around with, with the left joystick to, to move left and right, turn around, strafe, or what have you, or maybe with a different button you can strafe. And with the right stick, you you can aim. And so aim up, down, left, right. And with without that, Samus can only really turn around and walk backwards and walk forwards and turn around left and right. You know, 360 to 360 degrees or what have you. So the way Nintendo got around this, or Retro Studios got around this, was by taking something from the Zelda series. With the left shoulder button, the trigger button, the left trigger button, you could lock on to enemies. Just like you could in The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask. You could lock on to enemies, so Samus was always fixated on them. And you could shoot and do what you need to do from there. Strafe, jump, move forward and backwards. That's how it worked. And if you needed some actual precise aiming, what you would really have to do is... is yeah, yeah, you, You'd have to use the, the right trigger button. So that was Samus would stop, stand still, and then aim at your leisure with the the right, the left stick. However, there's no, it's hard tactical advantage with that because you're, you've stopped. You are in one place. You can't move around. So it doesn't exactly help. This, of course, was remedied in the GameCube, well, the, the the re-release of the GameCube games on the Wii because the Wii remote could point and shoot. So that became moot as Samus... I mean, you could still lock on. You could still lock on, but you would just lock on to the enemies and you'd have to point yourself to uh, where the enemy was. And that, that was the change there. So you, you directly aiming yourself was the, the difference there. With the with the we with the we re we re release <laughs> on Metroid Prime trilogy, and and so that but 
either way, the controls for the time, they worked. They worked as well as they could. And maybe one or two areas in the game, that's a hindrance. But the game is designed so that it doesn't become that for you. Because once again, this game isn't about mowing down hordes of enemies. It's not about mowing mowing down hordes of enemies with your gun. This isn't Doom, and it's not even... Uh, it's it's not yeah it's not like perfect dark or or goldeneye in that sense either it's about exploring the world defeating certain bosses and trying to get to the end like that and and progress and and try to uh, complete your mission so that was the gameplay aspect. The gameplay aspect, it controls very well. But if you're, if you really are harped on just, oh, the controls just really bother me, then play the version that's on the Wii. Then, then you'll have no qualms with the controls from there. And they re-released it on the Wii U as well. You can buy it on the Wii U. But, of course, it's just the Wii version. So, if you can find the disc, I think the disc is pretty expensive, too. So, it's really hard to find. And maybe Nintendo re-releases it for the Switch. But I I don't really see that happening, to be honest. Okay, that's those are an aside. Now, let's get to the presentation. Presentation, graphics, sound. Presentation of the game, art style, fantastic. You really do feel like you're in a desolate world. They they made a lot of, there's a lot of unique models and textures in the game. So it's, every single area of the game feels like a different area. So you don't feel like you're, 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 you have deja vu, like, have I been in this place before? No, you don't feel that at all. Oh, I, I did forget to mention, with regards to the controls, when you press the Z button, you can access your map. Map's a little hard to read, but it's, a, it's in a 3D perspective, and you can turn it around and zoom in and things like that, so you can figure out where you are. It's fairly simplistic with the models, it kind of just shows you the model and where you're standing in within those square or rectangular areas. The game does have a hint system that's part of the presentation, but you can turn it off if you feel like giving yourself a challenge and and uh, exploring on your own leisure. As uh, the hint system is on and it tells you, hey, let's, you have to go to this area. It doesn't tell you exactly how to get there. It just tells you, it'll bring you to the map and you'll see like some random far off distance that doesn't have any map whatsoever. Unless you find the the automatic map around the area that you're exploring, in which case they'll give you the map of the entire area that you're in to help you. But that's of course something you have to find in each area of the game. So the the game takes place on primarily on Talon 4. You start off 
on the on a space frigate where the space pirates were experimenting on different creatures with a toxic chemical found on Talon 4 called Phazon. And the Phazon essentially turned, if used in certain ways, mutated creatures. So it was, it's incredibly dangerous, but they were trying to do experiments because in, in the right combination, you can create more powerful creatures. And Samus gets the stress signal, goes over there, checks out, see what's happening. And so she goes and she finds out that uh, things have really gone bad. And the space pirates are there. So the space pirates couldn't control what was going down. She fights off. And this this is really the only part of the game that I'm going to spoil for the most part. Because this is the part that was on certain demo discs that were, that were given out and things like that. You go and you explore it. And uh, you defeat the Parasite Queen. And if you played Super Smash Brothers Brawl or Wii U or Ultimate, this stage does make a return. It's uh, with the the, the, the the Parasite Queen in the back. And you, you have to shoot it down. And once you shoot it down, a self-destruct sequence happens. Like in most Metroid games, you get one of those. And she has to escape. As she escapes, she sees that Ridley, who she thought she had killed. Well, actually, no. This game chronologically takes place takes place before Metroid Two. So this 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 game takes place after Metroid, the original Metroid and Metroid Zero Mission. So, well, and then the same thing. She thought she had killed Ridley. But the space pirates had recovered his body, and and basically they made him, they gave him a, a mech cyborg suit, and now he's Meta Ridley. So he's Meta Ridley, and he escapes. Samus knows that there's no good happening when when Ridley's out there, so she gives chase once she leaves the facility. Of course, during her her escape. She gets gravely injured, and her suit loses most of her power-ups. And this is par for the course for Metroid games. You usually you start out with a lack of weaponry. And then you have to f- explore the areas and, and find the morph ball, and find the charge beam, and find all the other beams and things like that. So this game, you start out with the Varia suit, her, her iconic suit. You start out with a charge beam and that's it for the and your morph ball. But you lose the charge beam. You lose the Varia suit. You lose the charge beam and you lose your missiles too. So you, when you, 
when you finally do escape and you head back into your, your gunship and she ch- gives chase at Ridley and lands on the planet that this frigate was 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 circling or orbiting, you just have the basic pew-pew beam and that's it. You explore the area, you gotta find your stuff and you gotta find more stuff from there. So that's that's the story presentation and then you go from there. You figure out what's going on with the phase on. There's no cut there's well there's cutscenes, but there's no voiceover. Everything that you do see, you have to figure out for yourself using your 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 scanner visor. And really that's it. That is it. So your your scan visor and, and, and your own eyes. So it really does put you in the place of Samus. You are by yourself. You're not calling to anybody else to help you. And really, you had a little bit of it in Metroid Prime 2 with other people and some voiceover, but very little. And then a lot of it in Metroid Prime 3. But not like so much like in other video games, but enough of it to, to help push the story forward. And, and up the presentation values, I guess. Production values. So, graphically, the game, yeah, is, is wow. Early GameCube era, it's, it, it still holds up pretty darn well, and it's thanks to the art style. It's a space world, a space alien world, so you're, you're not going to see many areas that that would require hyper-realism. It gets its point across very well with regards to the... was it? The... With regards to the... Well, anyways, uh, I will. So yeah, graphically, game is great. Sound-wise, game is also great. Oh man, there are so many good tracks in this game. They even remake some of the classic stuff too. That's that's just so great. Uh, when you when you first enter Talon Four, you'll get a very dramatic and thematic remix of the Brinstar theme from the original Metroid. That's how you start. And of course, it's one of the most iconic themes from the Metroid series. You hear it um, oftentimes in a lot of games. They usually just, they don't really, Metroid doesn't really recycle a lot of songs, especially because they're, they're in different areas and things. So each area is uh, has their own unique theme to it. But yeah, this game has some really good themes. Just, wow. What a great soundtrack. And the main theme... The main theme... You get the full version of the main theme because it's the one that you hear for the menu. The menu theme or whatever. But it's the theme of Metroid Prime. 
you get the full version of that when you complete the game. And oh boy, the full version. Yeah, they really, they really give it to you at the end, man. And it, it is, it makes you feel so accomplished. that you went through this amazing journey in Metroid Prime. Oh, just the entire thing, the sound direction, all the different creatures have different sounds and all different beams and everything has character to it. You really do feel immersed in this world. And it really gets me hyped for the next entry in the Metroid series, which should be coming out on the Switch, but we'll see. We'll see. They've been taking a while on it, but we'll see. Man, I I can't tell you how amazing this game is. And some extras. There, there are some extras here. Not many, not many extras. So if you want to 100% the game, you can do so just like any other Metroid game. You can uh, collect all of the things, all of the, the power-ups and, and what have you. But really the key here is scanning all the stuff in the game. Scanning all the stuff. And when you scan, there are certain things that when you... Uh, when you look over something, it has like a red icon of the scan icon. Those are the most important things. Those are the ones that go to you 100%ing this game. I've never 100%ed the game. I've yet to do that. But if you do do that, you will get extra, extra after credits or not after credits or before credits cutscenes when you complete the game that will show you more of the aftermath because of course this game is the first in the Metroid Prime series so something does happen in this game that affects what happens in the next game but you really don't see it unless you try to go for the 100% It's different than other Metroids, which had you, before the the prize was to see more of Samus without her suit, by speedrunning the game, trying to beat the game as quickly as possible, but that's not, and that's no longer the, the goal of the game. And at this point, seeing Samus without the suit is pretty moot, because we know what she looks like without a suit. We played as her without the suit in Metroid Zero Mission and Super Smash Brothers, so it's not anything unique anymore. It's not anything unique, and there's plenty of... I wouldn't say Samus is scantily clad compared to other video game women. She just wears a very skin-tight suit. Anyways. uh, Another extra... For the original Metroid Prime, and, I, and, uh, and they didn't have this in the Wii re-release. But if you do connect it, well, I think one of the things, one of these unlockables was part of that. If you connect the game to Metroid Fusion on the Game Boy Advance, and connect the 
Game Boy Advance to the Nintendo GameCube, or a Wii that plays the GameCube. If you do that, and I think if you have beaten the game in Metroid Fusion, and I forgot if you beat the game in Metroid Prime as well, there's two different prizes, and I forgot which one unlocks which. But you unlock the Fusion suit, which is the suit that Samus wears in Metroid Fusion, which looks very different compared to her suit in Metroid Prime and has the different color variations depending on which suit power-ups you get through the game. So there's, there's that, and that's pretty cool to see. And then you have the original Metroid, the NES game. So you'll get the Nintendo Entertainment System version of the game now, I remind you, this is before Nintendo had the virtual console on the Wii. So, and it was the first time the game had been re-released. Uh, I think aside from Animal Crossing, which also has Metroid, I believe. So, <clears throat> it was a way for people like me to, at that time, because I got Metroid Fusion with Metroid Prime. And man, I got an extra game. I man, I got an extra game. So I could play three games in the series from right off the bat. And at that point, it was most of the games in the series. There were only five at that point. Five or six. No, five, yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, yeah, there were only five at that point. So that was that that was a cool, a very cool. I guess, uh, a, a cool bonus, a cool bonus for Metroid Prime. It's not on the Wii version because the Wii resold Metroid, Pro- Metroid 1, the original, on its own, standalone through the virtual console. And of course, the Wii U had a re-release. And on the Switch, it's part of the Switch online service, so you can play through it there so it, it doesn't... There's no impact in, in re-releasing the game like that. But yeah, that's it. The, the game was pretty darn complete. And the fact that they added that extra was... It's just icing on this cake. The cherry on top. To tie it all together. So so that, that was that was beautiful. It was... And, and, and really, chronologically, in the, in the Metroid timeline... It it meant that you you were playing the first two games in the timeline. You could play the Metroid, the original Metroid, and Metroid Prime. Of course, the original Metroid doesn't have a lot of story or cutscenes to it, but it's it's there. And of course, they re- remade that game on the Game Boy Advance, and and I'll review that game because man, that one's a really good one too. Oh, I don't know where to go from here. It's been a long review. It's been a long review, but if uh, Metroid Prime is one of those games, I guess if you if you had to get into the Metroid series, and it and, and you needed a game that embodied the series itself, 
It's either Super Metroid, if you want to see what the 2D games are like, or Metroid Prime, if you want to see what the 3D games are like. Those are the ones you just have to jump into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess one more thing with the presentation. On the GameCube version, you're going to get a 4x3 aspect. There was no widescreen available for this one. But if you play it on the Wii, or Metroid Trilogy, Metroid Prime Trilogy, it'll be widescreen. It'll be widescreen. So there, there's another added thing for you. If you're looking for that, you'll get that. And of course, you play it on an emulator, the Dolphin emulator on the, on the PC, you'll get Metroid Prime in with all the things that, that come with the emulator. HD or 4K and HD or 4K widescreen. Heck, if you have a VR headset, you can play it in VR. Of course, it's not going to be the same because it's, you won't be able to... You, you're, yeah, it's, it's not... It's not tailored for that. It's not made for that. But if Nintendo ever did truly jump into the VR game, I could see Metroid as a re-release, Metroid Prime as a re-release. They've already done it for the Wii with the pointer controls. I could see uh, a Nintendo VR that has Metroid Prime re-released, they wouldn't even really have to redo textures. They might have to do some... Some textures they would have to redo. Some they would have to redo. But for the most part, you can leave the game alone. It looks good. It looks good. And VR kind of... You you already know the, the world is fake. You have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. But... I could see it. I could see it. I I'm pretty excited for it. Maybe that's what Metroid Prime Four will be about. Maybe maybe that's why they're taking a bit long. And I I know it's because they they were they were developing it, but then something happened. They weren't doing so well, so they had to start it over and let Retro Studios take over again. But one can hope, right? One can hope. It would eventually have to have to happen at some point. Maybe not Metroid Prime, but a Metroid game because it's the perfect series to establish that. She is the perfect VR character. She's the perfect one. All right, folks, that's it for me. You can subscribe. For more of these reviews, you can check out my other stuff, my YouTube channel, FGOGR, my Twitch channel, FGOGR, my Twitter, FGOGR. I'm just FGOGR on, on pretty much most social media or video platforms. Or you can check out my other podcast, Sports Goofs. Got episodes popping out every week. You can do that too. Hang out with me. 
buy stuff on the Epic Game Store, maybe? Go there, Rocket League or Fortnite. Type in my my creator code, FGOGR, and I'll, I'll get a little help there. Go to my Sports Goofs website. Check out the non-sponsors, stuff that we like, that, that we recommend to you. Click on the Amazon links there. It'll help me out, too. Got Patreon, patreon.com slash sportsgoofs. can help me out there as well. If you're listening to this, look on the show notes, the show descriptions. You'll, you'll see there. You can donate to me there, too. Got, got a nice tip jar there as well. Got a merch store. There's a link to that, too. Want to buy one of my designs? Check it out. I, I make them myself. I make the designs myself, so if you like what I'm peddling, you can do that, too. All right, folks. That's it for me. I'll, I'll be back with another review sometime.